in your ear. Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Dave. D's nuts. <laughs> I'm J Bone. And this is together. We are now. Does it suck? Does it suck? Now. Uh, J Bone, you're gonna have to line all of this up in post, I guess. <laughs> nope. This is going the way it is. <laughs> Fix it in they post. Call us, they call us the rough cut. I'll just I'll move you three seconds forward, and it'll maybe like do a half second back to et, just to keep the stoner vibe, and then we'll be good to Mike go. Mike is recording from the past. <laughs> I do like how J Bone was yeah. like was like uh, I smoked a little something, and then I forgot to send the invites, but then I got high. And now, now we're back. Okay. We're back. <laughs> it's that is that is a possibility of something that happened. So it's method method acting. That's what you know. It is. This is the which podcast is this one? Up. Uh, does the it movie suck one? Now? The movie one. The one. <laughs> with, wait, hold on. Now. I do have a question though. Since I mean, what happened in the half of a podcast that that I missed? Did we suddenly go from reviewing crappy movies from our childhood to like critically acclaimed movies? From no, there was a like, whole. Uh, text thread that you participated in about this and previous discussion that we agreed. So, I'll say this is a four part series where each of us choose one of our favorite movies and present it to the rest of us to see on what they platter. think about it yeah. on a beautiful platter. And this week we did, we J-Bone. did Terrence Malick's 1970 something, Eight. I think. 1978 masterpiece yeah, days of heaven uh it was my pick i did a random name generator and i got first pick which i wasn't sure if i was happy about it or not and in fact offered it up to you guys and then snatched it back <laughs> you know, in a moment of roller coaster emotions so i picked days of heaven because it's one of my favorite movies and i had a good feeling that none of you guys had seen it and it was true none of you guys had seen it um it is a movie about uh, a group of kind of like a impromptu family, a brother, a sister, and their and the brother's girlfriend, who like are migrant workers right before World War One, uh, in like the middle of America, from Chicago down. And uh and it's just kind of the story about them and some things that happen in their lives. And it's a very meditative, artsy movie. So I wanted to put it out there. It would change a pace from uh from a lot of what we do so i put it out i put a movie that is near and dear to my heart it's one of my favorite movies ever made out there into the world naked and ready for you guys to attack you or not. could say a, a little more right. you could say a little more about the plot i mean it's no, no, like, that's okay. I, I, I he summarized is, it that's pretty much it that's all the that plot there's a, there's, <laughs> no, a love, no, no. <laughs> there's a love triangle that happens but it's more complicated than that because of like what's going on with the characters and kind is of who they though? are yes it very much is and they they work on the they the older of the two people the boy and the the man, young man and the young woman uh, are they pose as brother and sister for an unexplained reason everywhere they go I guess because they're fucking and they don't want people in their business when they when they go off together which eventually backfires and uh, they're and pulling all over each other they're for the entire each other in the and river. the kid I don't think the kid the little girl or the teenage girl is related to either of them either. no she is uh, she's according the to sister Malik, she is his uh, she's the sister. sister yeah Linda um, Mance who recently passed away 
this year or last year. So RIP. Oh, yeah. And 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 Neo Morricone as well. Right. So oh. let's get. So the plot is basically their love triangle. Blah blah blah. With the farmer who hires them, who is maybe or maybe not terminally ill. Um, yeah. So this movie is directed by Terrence Malick, who at this point it's a fun little thing to add. I don't want to hog it, but um, he. This is only his second Hollywood movie he ever made. His first was called Badlands. It's also brilliant. It's like a tale of two idiots who tried to copy Bonnie and Clyde in real life, but the, uh, with Martin Sheen and Sissy Spakett. And, uh, and this what? is the second Sissy movie. Who? <laughs> Sissy Spakett. Basic, basic, yeah, yeah, bake it, spake it. Which you uh, can you spake it. water from? <laughs> Sissy spake it. So from she, the water, she, that's what water is. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the reason I'm talking about that is because he then like disappeared from Hollywood after making these two movies that people grew to really love over time and became this like reclusive legend who then in like the late 90s, early 2000s came back and has made like a movie a year since then, it seems like. But um, yeah. basically took a 20 year hiatus from making movies. Uh, and became a legend and this was the second of those two movies and i'm a big fan of both so anyway i present to all of you guys days of heaven what did you think i like hmm. the little girl's narrative and i actually read something about that so throughout the whole movie if you've never seen this movie i don't know if in chicago they talk like they're from bensonhurst um I don't know Which, or maybe is. just every immigrant of this era talked like you know tony's got the bag of donuts down the street and so <laughs> the girl in the beginning, it threw me off. I got into it eventually. But she was like, yeah, we used to travel around. This guy had a shoe. This other guy had a shoe. <laughs> yeah. We put two shoes I, together and we walked. That's what you did. <laughs> I, was like, I loved her accent, but I didn't think, I, is she supposed to be like, like, like spectrum or something? I wasn't There's sure. A story about it's her. a Chicago accent. You got, it's like she's doing a Chicago accent. Is it Chicago? Like a, Chicago. Like the Bears? The Bears. The Bears, yes. Dave, you said, you, you were talking about their accent while you said error instead of era. But <laughs> well, we are talking about adopted her accent. an accent. Yeah. I know, I'm just See, saying, like, that's not your native Skippy. accent. So wherever, <laughs> she, she, I feel like she's been around, and so you develop an accent. There are studies about, like. By 14? She's been around by 14? Yes. She, well, she's yeah. traveled around. Um, she's she been ever, all, guys, up and down ever, the country. You ever got meet a little kid with a Philly accent? It's like the cutest. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't. Come on, kids think, have accents. She would. Yeah, I understand that. But she sounds like she's, you know, 95 years old. And she's like, I took a shoe. So <laughs> this other thing. She's always talking about shoes. Yeah. And like, that story. Went off I don't there, know if you're going to go there, Dave. There's a story about her that. So uh, when they originally made the movie, there was like a full script that told the story. And I, is that what you're going to tell Dave? Is that you're shaking? Yeah, your head? I found that out too because I was looking up that actress because I mm -hmm. did think I was like, oh my god, like you know, she's beautiful. I've never seen her before, you know. And so they got her from like a high school audition. Well, no, she was at a high school. The older someone, one or the younger one? The younger one. Okay. She, someone, her acting teacher at her high school recommended that she go audition for this. She had never been in a movie before. <clears throat> and what happened was that she ends up getting the part. And then after they wrapped the movie, I think what you were going to say, um, Malik brought her back in and just had her watch the movie. And they just recorded her talking about what was happening on the screen. 
mm-hmm. and that became the narrator. Well, they, they apparently brilliant. had 60 hours of her doing narration that they trimmed <laughs> down to like that. I read this 60 hours of that and they trimmed it down to the 17 sentences that she said in the entire movie or whatever it was. So it was like the episode but, where we talk about predator and aliens kind of that long. <laughs> yeah. Except you have to do it in a real Chicago accent. The bears, yeah, fans of the podcast, dish. listen to that. So he was twice. the predator was hiding there in the trees, and he shot at some guys. <laughs> you want to kill Bassa? <laughs> Joe lost a leg, but he didn't complain about it. He's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tom's was hard. He always had a smoke. He ate the meat, and we wore yeah. his dresses. Game over. Sometimes he take his penis out. It was fine. It was what we did it then. You know, she has, she has great lines though. I, I mean. There are certain things that I, I don't know. Like, look, obviously I am not as steeped in uh, filmmaking finery and education as a lot of you guys are. That's what I do. I do the finery for a living. The finery? I don't think you need yeah, to be. Yeah, I want you to give me your thought, but I don't but think you no, need yeah, to be. I, I feel like there were, there were like some things, because I am a big fan of Thin Red Line, and I am one of the, the biggest haters of um, Tree of oh, Life. Tree of Life. Like, so I'm like very mm-hmm. split on Terrence Malick. But there's some of his like tricks that I really enjoy, and it's the uh, it's the watching people talk in a loud environment, like in the beginning yeah. when Richard Gere yeah. is getting into the fight with his foreman, and you can't see yeah. what they're saying, but they're just like yelling at each other. It's so good. The, like, but you know what they're the saying? Clang. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you that's, know what they're, you know cool. what they're talking about. I like that, but then he abandons it for the rest of the movie, and I also really it. like the. Um, <laughs> But I guess that's it. I mean, I guess I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, what else did I like about this movie? And then I like, also my notes- think you have to remember just a little more plot line. Like, so movie opens in Chicago and Richard Gere works at a factory, 1916, right? We can't hear anything over all the loud factory stuff, which is what you're saying. But he hits his foreman. He doesn't know if he kills him. He and kills then they got to go. He's he does dead. kill him. He's fairly certain He's he kills dead. him. If yeah, I couldn't tell that people. he was dead, then to me was like fairly dead. And everyone looked at him like, Joe, run. And he was like, my name's not Joe, but I got to go. He's like, I mean, and- yes, my name is Joe. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yes. Joe. They'll never yes. catch me. Joe Smith. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like he was like, he'll be fine. Joe Krasinski. It's good. He'll never catch I'm me. I'm out of here. Bye, guys. He looks good. I'm going to be really popular in two years. Get in that guy in Kilbasa. I'm, I'm going to but Texas. Yeah, so they escape. And I think, I, you know, I think the movie is in Of Mice of Men. Great. Uh, was it Rath, Grapes of Wrath? Grapes. Yeah, Grapes, grapes of Wrath. Grapes Just of Wrath. It, except grapes. it takes place, obviously, like 20 years um, prior to that. But it's uh, chronicling chronicling the the migrant worker of that period. And I thought the, one of the great things, I'll start with some of the things that I actually liked. I thought his use of that farm equipment and really wanting to like feature that sort of, you know, farm equipment in 1916 and the way it looked, it was all refurbished. I thought that looked amazing. And I, I was happy that he kept kind of showing that time period to really be like, this is really what they did. And even if at times I think Malik is a bit indulgent. That would be my word <laughs> that's, for it. That's a really, really polite, yeah. generous oh, he... way to, to put it. <laughs> also, okay. All right. We're going to get into this. So, Can I counter the indulgent point real quick? Can I counter you it? You can. Why don't you I... indulge? Because I don't, I don't think it's indulgent, <laughs> and I also don't think it's tricks. I think Malik has formed his own like film language, and the thing he found about it is he, he finds a story that's his story to tell of what happened, 
And the way his movies work is like, if all four of us got the hands on 200 hours of footage and 50 hours of that girl's narration, and we're told to make, we were given two years to make a movie, we'd all make a completely different movie from each other about the same material. Doubly so if no, none of us had ever seen what Malik made of it. If we were just handed it and never saw it, we would make something completely different and you would find all these new things. I don't think he has tricks. I think he just creates opportunities for stuff to happen and for like, uh, and, and then he sees it. It's like a, I don't know, it's, it's hard to talk about it without sounding like new agey. But it's like, he's a, like a the Judd Apatow. He he's like the Judd Apatow. No, it's so it's much. not improvised, though. I don't think it's as improvised heavy you as that. You still have to find the moments either way. Right. I think some stuff is definitely improvised. I remember Maybe, reading yeah. some yeah, but, of it. I mean, is it possible that that he's doing what you're describing, J-Bone, and, and really like laying out this buffet of, I don't know, interpretation in front of you, yet at the same time beating you over the head with his message mercilessly for well, I'll tell you, minutes? it depends on if you like because, it or not. That's really the fine was, line, right? Let me give you an example. There's a shot of, <laughs> there's, a, there's a shot of the farmer, right? Um, and it's a scene that they clearly shot and had to reinsert where he's asking someone off screen uh, if, they, if they knew, who, have you seen that woman around? Do you know who she is? And, and the shot okay, stays yeah. on him like, like a Zoom call. Like all of us right now, it's an awkward, it's like nipples up or like high chest up with just the blue sky behind him. And it's not even a particularly like well- composed shot it looks like they threw it in there but here's what you get out of it you get this feeling that the person he's talking to doesn't matter because it's all like a memory it's all a memory of this girl telling you the story so she doesn't give a shit about who he's talking to it's just that there's a person and he needs to ask and he's asking this question that's something she remembers and i think in terms of that way he finds it that's what like like dave said he's leaving these moments open finding them uh, it's like the richness of what he's doing. I just think it's awesome. Anyway, I'm going to rant every time, so sorry. No, I, that's good. No, I, look, I, 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 get, I get the fandom for it. I feel like you found it, to be specific. Like, you, you, you connected on his wavelength, mm-hmm. but it's a narrow wavelength. And I, I, don't know, I don't know, I did not connect on his wavelength for this movie, but I know the wavelength. I've been there. I know what he's mm-hmm. trying to do, and, and, I, and I see the points. I just feel like in this movie he kept alternating between heavy handed and way too subtle. And there was no happy middle ground for, for I mean, there were, okay. I don't want to be too, uh, me. There were didn't scenes like the that landed solo. You didn't like, yeah, the look, I don't like the buffet. It was either this like, good decadent, criticism. go keep going. Yeah, it, was like, it was like either decadent chocolate fountain of like heavy imagery, or it was like crackers and cheese. There was like nothing in between, Ooh. you know? Ooh. Uh, and a there lunchable. was no story, but at the same time, there's these beautiful sweeping magic hour shots. Like it was just, it was, it, it was like a weird, like Frankenstein monster of a film because it just lacked certain key elements. But at the same time, it did other stuff really well. Go ahead, Mike. So I, I, I think I'm more on J Bone's side here because sometimes I like a movie that you're on gives Spicket side. I'm on the Spicket side. Get your water. <laughs> so. Uh, 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 what must I say? <laughs> you were on my wavelength with the, yeah. with the interpretation of the, the filmmaking style. And yeah, yeah. It. So what, what, I like a movie that gives, that gives you a lot of space to think. Mm-hmm. And I think he gives you just a lot of space. Like, I, I think it's a little bit, um, you have to choose to engage with what's happening. And like, I found myself when I first started watching this, I was like, not, not 
like the 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 format of it took me a little bit by surprise and i was just like not paying close enough attention and then i think somewhere around when they got on the train after he like killed the factory worker they're on the train and i started to like see all that stuff that malik uh, Terrence Malick does like mm-hmm. shooting always at sunset or sunrise um, and just like the set pieces and all the people and then just like sort of getting into the mundaneness of it where it's a it's a world like uh, and I think he kind of hammers this home in the movie I don't, I don't know if this is what he was bashing over the head with but that that it the that America was wild back then and he mm-hmm. captures that really well where where Richard Gere can sort of commit a crime in one city, <laughs> go to another city and just start working and nobody knows what he did or who he is or who these people are with him. And um, I, I like that they're like, they give you the space so you can mm-hmm. think with them of them reinventing themselves, yeah. you know? And I really like that sort of, I, did, I like, I like the space that, he, what's that? Go ahead. Isn't anything that contains in the, mid 1800s i guess through this time is always there. yeah it was wild it was wild i don't i don't it's weird that they picked 1916 i don't i know it's a significant year for world history and world war one and everything but i never looked at the american west that way is there something that i was missing historically there it's not, not, it's not historically it it's gives like you not- the, the scope of what's going on. These characters are so small. It's part of like the theme of the story that, you know, the very, the human nature of it, of like all these little things that happen and they're only memories and they fade away. And in the meantime, you know, the biggest earth changing event in history is happening at the same time. That this but is they going have, on. I, look, to your point, and I liked how they did this, the random scene with Woodrow Wilson's train just going mm-hmm. through and the only interaction they have with it is like chasing after it and waving and it's like a yeah. 30 second scene and they're like hey that was the president and then it's like scene <laughs> cut yep and like that's the whole but then on top of that they didn't need like the newspaper clipping before that to set that thing up and that's what i'm talking about it's like the beating you over the head with it followed by like the really nice artful presentation of everything and i also yeah, but, think but the, i guess the i think that's beating wait, you over but the head. I, I have a question though didn't don't you don't didn't this scene <laughs> <laughs> didn't the scenes like that you might have considered boring give you like a really visceral feeling like like when they're working in the fields didn't you feel like exhausted it looks exhausting they were like, yes yeah it looked like fucking or like uh or didn't she just like when, when she's pulling when, the she's pulling the weed off the, the spikes and like running yeah. and stripping next to it in the field and all that shit <laughs> i just felt like you could you could really like feel what they were going through and yeah. To a degree. And, and how tired. It's important because Richard Gere's character is exhausted yeah. from it. He's so tired of it. He like just He's can't. so tired that he pushes her to get into a fake marriage so that the yeah. guy dies and we get his money. Just to get a fucking break yeah. from it. But it's not a great story. That's a smart business decision, regardless. I, I just, but it's a great story. No, yeah, that's how the real estate world works. Okay? This movie, Solo, <laughs> like, I think it's so it's subtle. It just gives you all these things without like spelling it out. Like, this movie is a, a lot. One of the things it's about, about a million things, is that it's like, what are you supposed to accept in life? What, is, what does it mean having a lot in life? Like, what does that mean? What do you have to accept from that? How much power do you give that? How much do you fight against it? How much do you roll with it how much does it matter that's like a theme in this movie and it's one of like a hundred i think there's not a wasted fucking second of this movie i think like mike's saying everything is designed to give you a feeling a sensation to stimulate something to think about 
thematically or what the characters uh, uh, are feeling here, on I'll a give human you, level. There, but there, okay, I'll hold get, on. Just what, real quick, there, there is. I don't argue with any of the the details of the scenes where they're harvesting the field, and then obviously things come to a head at the end of the movie. But there is like a solid half hour, forty five minutes in the middle of the movie where none of what you're describing is happening. I want it's you just to think like, of a scene where nothing happens, and I will find. I will tell you something that happened in that scene. <laughs> okay. Or Italians in a plane. Yeah, they're That's, Italians. We come in. The flying circus. The flying circus was the best. Circus was weird. The, the, there was a I lot need of a scenes where we stay. Hey, but those things food. happened. That's like a real thing that happened. But what's what's the you know like there's it's a uh, Patreon. It's landing I, in some. I'm going to say like what's the meaning? I'm not talking about that. But like I'm going to pick a scene. I'm going to say what's the meaning? And you're going to pull a meaning because that was the meaning I can, to you. Because it's a rich. Yes, movie. that's the thing. Because it's a subjective meaning, and I'm going to be like, no, dude, it was like a dog running around in a river. Fourteen-year-old bathing in the river. Go, Josh. Uh, Jaybo. Fourteen. <laughs> go ahead. What does that mean? Like it, what? His his point. Uh, it's t- it's go hard, ahead. right? Because I don't want to take away from anybody's personal interpretation of these things. And yes, it's intentionally vague to do that. I get it. But then, like, I don't know. If you're making me do all the work, it's not entertaining. I don't feel like I'm working. I don't feel like I'm working when I watch this movie. I feel like I'm being gifted, like a view through somebody's eyeballs of life and through their memories. I, 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 I feel like that's Terrence Malick, the, the Harvard graduate, like gaming the system, gaming the, like the movie making system <laughs> being like, I'm going to be like, I'm crafty and I'm smart. And I'm going to be like, it's so intentionally vague that smart people are going to be like, Oh, I see what he's doing. And then, and then they're going to be like, Oh yeah, he's a genius. And they're going to believe them because there's smart people saying that, but it's intentionally vague. So everybody else is going to be like, Oh, I don't get I it. Like, oh, you don't get just, it. You don't understand it. He's I think he was, Duchamp. He's I doing think he was just Duchamp. thinking about death. And he, and he was dealing with it through this movie. <laughs> and then he found all these like stories of people like trying to live so hard that he How much felt. education but, like, did you have before you discovered this movie, like film education, J-Bone, like me? leading up to watching this? Um, I don't know, but I don't think, I don't think. Not this movie, now. I mean, like, you know. No, I know. I'm trying to think of when I, when this movie came. I saw Badly, I saw Thin Red Line first. And that's when I learned about like the legend of Terrence Malick. And then I went back and found. With me, by the way. Like, I remember that because we, yeah. we all we yeah. all we all talked about this. I remember yeah. at length when when Thin Red Line was coming out, and we so were probably like, whenever that came out. So that might have been I don't 98. know. Ninety eight. So I was still in high school. I was yeah. I was doing all my own. That was I hadn't done any like formal film study at that point, which is a weird thing to call anything. But uh, <laughs> uh, this movie. I, I, I think did some formal eating, you know. So although I think you're putting good criticism up there, and I think what you're saying is totally valid. I just think my question is like, I don't know, we could get into the depth of like what does it mean to find meaning in something, which I don't know if that would be really fun. But um <laughs> not for our listeners. I, I don't no, think this movie is empty, and I don't think it I don't think it like it's I don't think it's just like giving you symbolic significance. I think there is significance to it. I think it's just a really it's alive. Uh we got three minutes. Does anybody want to give us a closing thought? Uh, well, not for the hey. show, not for the show until we reboot. <laughs> oh, no, I just think that, like, uh, because he's he, like, does give you a lot to chew on in each mm-hmm. frame of the movie. Like, each frame is like a painting. So it's mm-hmm. like either you, like, can appreciate the what what is in there. Or you, or you don't. I don't know. Like, like maybe this wasn't your thing, Solo. Maybe it was like you want more. I don't know. What do you want out of the, what? what okay. would, I guess my question is, what would make this movie 
better to you? Like, do you think there's a good movie here? And do you think it would be better if like, yeah, I I would have loved to have seen some of all of the like heavy dialogue that Richard Gere claims they recorded and never put into the movie. Like I didn't, the issue was I, I, yes, it was, it was a beautiful movie. Sure. Like you could take stills and they would be like photography award winners, but the characters I could give two shits about the story was predictable there was like very low arc. Uh, I, I didn't care about the consequence. Uh, and if it wasn't like visually presented to me on a platter, I don't feel like there was much meat there to sink into from like a storytelling well, standpoint. Did you Do find you- Richard Gere attractive or not? Oh, he the dude. dude. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Come on. show in this movie. <laughs> Him and I Sam Shepard? I didn't. I oh my God. I don't wait two hours for nobody. Maybe you don't have a watch. Yeah, if I believe that, he'll tell me another. His name was Edward. <laughs> <laughs> he was nice. I liked him. Oh. He said he was going to buy me a fur. <laughs> I always wanted a fur. <laughs> where are you going? For a walk. I don't know where, but... Go, go beat the heck out of some tree or something. Take it out on them. You coming with me or what? This girl, she didn't know where she was going or what she was going to do. She didn't have no money on her. Maybe she'd meet up with a character. I was hoping things would work out for her. She was a good friend of mine. Well, I want to also say... I enjoyed the uh, the tap dancing in it. I thought that oh, was yeah. out of the blue. Little soft shoe. And What's the music that guy's was name? Good. Did anybody get that guy's name? It oh, I awesome. didn't look it up. Yeah. You just uh, got to pause it. Like if you buy it on Amazon, you pause it and it tells you everybody on the scene. It's nice. And it kept coming <laughs> up as a girl, but like, yeah, I mean, as whatever the kid. Um, the demands. I couldn't yeah. get what his name was. I liked that. And I thought that. Brooke, the name of the actress who played the uh, sister, girlfriend, mm-hmm. life, lover, cheater, whatever. Um, she reminded me of Parker Posey a lot mm. for some reason. I so I can see that. They're just comparisons. And also, have you ever bit. chewed hay? I just thought about that watching. Because every movie. I know that hay and straw are different. Did you guys know that? Like, was that hay or was it rye? Straw is what you like would sleep on or stuff a mattress with. Hay is what you'd feed a horse. But don't you feel or like the opposite? Well, one of those we, is true. No, no, hey, I think like you feel every it. western, everything about the prairie, anything that had to do with the fields, they're always chewing something. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I've ever. I mean, I didn't. Grow they didn't have cell farm. phones, Dave. Yeah, really. When's the last time you were in a field? <laughs> Just hang out a field hey, all day. You chew, you, you chew on your cell phone. Is that what? what no, but if I was it? hanging out in a field all day, I'd be chewing on random. No, shit too. You, I use my cell phone to order a stack of hay. We didn't have cell phones growing up. Did you? chew on stuff we did yeah, not have cell yeah. phones growing up we did not <laughs> eating snacks when you're bored <laughs> your lunchables yeah you're sure. on that side of you the got, buffet again you want a lunch bone you're go ahead mike you, well you got to chew on something when you're waiting around for magic hour with this mallet guy you know <laughs> so he just can only you. shoot that was part of Wait, it did, only did shoot anybody... 15 minutes out of the day did anybody you guys were talking like about how handsome the lead actors were. 
I will be worried. Did you put aspirin right. in this? So wait. Well, I watched this with my wife, and I was just like, "Do you want to watch Days of Heaven?" And she was just like, "Basically, Sam Shepard, Richard Gere." Mm-hmm. Like I was like, <laughs> "All right." Young, young Richard Gere with the like the smoldering looks and the the chest, right? They, right yeah. Guess what? Meaning mm-hmm. his body language tells you how like uh, like jumpy he is and restless. How sexy he is. He is. Yeah. And, and, Drop yeah. dead sexy. But in a in a lesser performance, that that comes off as posing. In a lesser movie, it comes off as posing. In this movie, it comes off as like a character trait, and it's part of who this character is, and you get to see that because it's open for you if you want to look for it. I feel like uh, though it copies a little bit of Mean Streets character-wise. We're talking about like jumpy characters, you know, like the body language to me is that 70s, 80s acting that I've mm-hmm. seen done so many times. The other thing very I wanted shouldery. to add. Yeah, very <laughs> very it's all in my shoulders. I got mm-hmm. problems. See? He's like a he's like a busy brained city guy con man, and it's like yeah. just he just like oozes that that uh, that vibe to you because it's but like don't you look think at, at some point that look at Sam Shepard, but look at itself. Sam Shepard who spends all day walking around the fields just like looking at stuff. He's so like calm and quiet, mm-hmm. and because he's gonna die, but <laughs> he's not. Remember, well, he does like. They gave him some I, medicine or something, and then he never dies. That's what that's what the His girl says. Medicine. That's what she says in magic the narration. Beans. She's like, Doc must have gave him something. But he <laughs> did die. He got this medicine. Yeah, he does. Yeah, die. He, he died from away. a bad case of screwdriver yeah. to the chest. Do you chest? think it's a case? He had so diarrhea I, for a couple of days, but that was about it. <laughs> my headcanon is that he really is sick, but then having someone else in his life for the first time to like try and live for fixed him and that's something that happens that's like a real phenomenon in life like people who have loving support tend to fare better than people who don't in sickness and health situation so he he was bored with life he was rich as shit he said he was making six figures for that harvest which in 1916 money is probably a fucking billion dollars or whatever right and he like um he doesn't have anything to do he's just like reading the winds every day and then he finds her and you know that gives him the will to live. It's like that's a real thing that happens. In real well, life. if you think if you think of it just as like her the kid's memory, then yeah. it's not. It's like maybe he was sick, maybe he was sad, and then he felt better and he was happy. It does. It's mm-hmm. like kind of doesn't matter, you know. Like because in a lot of ways, like this is her days of heaven. Yes, you know. So she's remembering this fondly. Like yeah. like when her brother went away and they did the same thing every day and it was, you know, safe and happy. Cause like obviously you see like at the end, she like runs off, she gets in the orphanage and she runs off with this new best friend. Obviously, mm-hmm. to have like some other new crazy adventure, but it's like or or not. You know, it, and I love their relationship oh. too, with her and that girl. Cause they got they have like two yeah. other scenes together before that. When uh right. When she's like talking yeah, about like all her those cigarette, characters, all those, those characters two have the like, most like, dialogue of any two people in the entire movie. You're probably it's right. In the last they have three scenes minutes. where they talk they have to each three other. Scenes and they because like, it's her memory. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you ever try to remember stuff when you were a kid? Do you like? Do you remember the exact things that the adults who were around, the exact words that they said in situations? It's like really hard to remember full conversations from thirty years oh, ago. Yeah. You remember you the know? impressions of it. That's I remember, remember everything exactly. My mind is a steel trap. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs>
You said I made jokes about my memory and my mom laughs at me. So like, that's what... well, here's the question though. I think really I'm, I'm definitely more on uh solos side of this conversation because both of you, J bone and Mike Diggle, just, <laughs> you just filled in so many blanks, so many blanks that I don't think if somebody just sat down, watched this movie would go to those lengths. And I get what you're saying about it being a piece of art where it's your own art interpretation. But the question is, is does that end up being a good movie or is that just, or is just because we're questioning and filling in the blanks in the entire movie that makes it a good movie? You know what I mean? Like, or is it a question of narrative versus metaphor? That's like, are we having that? That's the, no, that's not what I'm saying though. It That's is not what, what I'm saying. saying. I'm not. Go ahead, I'm, Go ahead Mike. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm Why saying this is. Why? I'm saying not only does this movie leave space for you to to think about what's happening in the quieter moments or mm-hmm. what, whatever it may be, it is a good movie too. Because I, I think like not all movies How? that do that are are I good. I agree. 100%. I think this is a good movie because it's really thoughtful. It's impressive and it the has scale themes. of it. It has themes. Yeah. Okay, there's like a, okay. there's, a, Every, there's a passageway of themes that run through this movie purposefully. If I had seen everything you two just talked about mm. in the movie we actually watched. It's right? there, though. That's what, wow. that's what Mike and I are saying. It's this is there. what's difficult there about it, There is a movie there that also, yes. Mike is exactly right. I even wrote, I wrote the exact same <laughs> thing, Mike. It's in my notes right here. I'll read you exactly what I wrote. The movie allows a depth of meaning and the space to find your own. And... It allows both. It finds room for both. I, I, just, I don't know how I, many movies I, I've ever seen that do that. Thank you. I disagree with both of those The beginning of The Godfather, that's like it. <laughs> By the way, Jay Bone, <laughs> that was beautifully written. No, Thank that's you. that's a great compliment. The beginning of The Godfather sentence. does this. People, people rave about disagree. the opening 30 minutes of The Godfather at the wedding per, for good reason. Because it paints, or whatever, it's like 20 minutes before you get dialogue. You're just like seeing this existence and you're reading a story. It's there for you. You don't have to know film. You don't have to know anything about movies. You just have to know you're watching some people interacting. But the rest of the movie it it. opens up into an entire narrative that you then follow. It's a memory. And, you might yes. not be, and the characters not, not have like this it's developmental arc and there's like it's a, a story. story. It's not a narrative. It's a story. That's a different thing. It's, it's, it's sharing. What about, all right, here's a comparison of mice and men. I don't know. You can take the, I hate Steinbeck. Oh, there yeah, wait, we hold go. On. We're, now we're like doing books and movies. This, no, this is no, the no. Difference. I'm saying the this time the period of the migrant worker, and a, and it's a, a, a the time snapshot. period doesn't matter. It's a different story. It's a snapshot of the migrant worker in fucking America. That's what they're doing <laughs> in a story that is contained. <laughs> it the gets thrown America, away. It gets thrown away at the end, just like that's the theme. Seen it done That's before. That's not the theme, though. That's a theme. <sighs> it's it's a biblical it's allegory, a and it's like obviously. It, What's the it, biblical allegory? There's, <laughs> like, there's a, oh, a number. The, uh, <laughs> it's a Garden of Eden situation. It's the days of heaven. It's no, it's, no, no, it's no, all no, there no, no, for no. you. It's the it's not. There Eden. is a literal. In no, no, no. It's it's all right. Wait a second, guys. I went to Catholic college. I t- had to it's take Hercules. Theology. Okay, okay. The biblical allegory in Days of Heaven is not about the Garden of Eden. But go ahead. I think no, it's no. About it's about Abraham and Sarah. When Abraham and Sarah arrive into the, uh, they arrive into this town. And there's this really, there's a king there, and Sarah pretends to be Abraham's sister, 
Uh, and I'm trying to remember the rest of the story, but and then somebody murders somebody. It's just like it's just like lots of sodomy. Yeah. All right. I think, I think, this, I think what happens is, is like Abraham buys her back or something. <laughs> I'm making the rest. That sounds up. I don't really too. Actually, hold on. That that checks. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you it could, doesn't I don't end know like this. enough to say any of that's not true. Two but, coins no, but on that the is, is yeah. That I got to back up. I mean, to what J Bone said. Okay, go ahead. That so, is this movie. That is, I mean, Malik. I did read that Malik did use that story. Yes, I believe it. Um, I, solo bone it. But all right, so look, J Bone made. Th- this is the problem with this movie, uh, for me at least, mm-hmm. is that yeah. the points that he made are entirely completely true. You you can you can pull the meaning from it, and if you want to, it's 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 the fucking magic eye of movies, and I just don't see the sailboat, <laughs> and nobody's going to tell me that it's there. That's the best like, review I've ever heard. I don't. I, like, I, I seriously, I just don't, and I don't, I don't care to keep staring at this thing until I see a fucking sailboat because I'm not going to see it. And I'm done. That's why the next yeah, movie but, we're reviewing is Blade Two. <laughs> but, but you know, like obviously, if I look hard enough Are at we? something and there's like enough no, introspective, I, quiet, eventually. sweeping shots, there's bound to be meaning for somebody there. It's gonna happen. I don't think that's true. So counterpoint. Like you ever see Legends of the Fall? That movie's empty as a fucking like play. That was the comparison movie I was. Legends of the Fall is so boring and meaningless, and it's the shots only exist because they're beautiful. There is language in what Terrence Malick is doing. He's telling you things about the world of the story and the people, the experience of it, the individual experience, the humanity experience of it, like the time. It's so much there. It's not boring. I think this movie is like endlessly fascinating to watch. And I don't feel like I'm working. Yeah, but you have an onion and you yeah. keep peeling back the layers. But there's after layers. we They're were there. Done, I'm saying there are layers. After there are we great were, movies, I was done watching movies. the movie. After I was done watching the movie, all of the thoughts that you and Mike had did not enter my brain. Why, and why I know is the, the Godfather a good movie, Dave? Because it's about family. It's not just a gangster movie. So it has one. So it's a gangster movie about family, and that's enough for you to and, give a movie. And, and but this movie there, gives I, you I, ten times that. Let me answer your and question. You're saying it's not enough, Dave. Dave, you fucked yeah. up the answer. I'm, I'm going to answer. The Godfather <laughs> is a great movie because of the characters, because well, of the too, characters, yeah. because of Marlon Brando's character, character, and because Michael. of Al The characters Funny. are what makes Godfather. This movie, there are no characters. There's nothing. There's no there's no richness to these characters. They're just I don't know. that's it. There are there there's people. They're not characters. They're just people. Just, I get the but that's the thing. Like that's the like point. Memories. I get it. They're yes. memories. All right. They are. I, They're I memories. get that. But it does not give me the experience. And maybe this as every movie we've ever watched, what's your expectation? When you watch a movie, what is your expectation? Are you going in and you're like, this, I have no expectation and I loved it? I had a high expectation and it sucked. So, you know, I think you have to ask yourself, because for me, I would agree with Solo in the characters to me and you looking at it in a completely different way with body language, shots, this sort of thing. I'm actually looking for dialogue, characterization that. But that's not the only tools of a movie. Well, that's true, too. But I'm saying that's what was communicated for me. So then I found like. Oh, yeah, you know, they're going to, you know, she'll fall in love with him and this and that. I was getting a little ahead of the main plot. Now, of course, the Flying Circus and Wilson's train and a lot of the other stuff was like surprising and beautiful. But at the end of the movie, I really felt like, oh, I feel like I just, you know, 
I've also seen this movie in some way, shape, or form through um, movies in the, the 70s in general. This sort of trying to capture these the, the picnic moment. And it's yeah, natural. In a lot of ways, is it like you're listening to a song and you're waiting for the chorus? But this isn't like a song with a chorus kind it's of a in a way. song. It's like, I don't know. This is like Fugazi. I really appreciate Fugazi now. When I was introduced by my brother to Fugazi, it was loud and noisy, and I just did not understand it. Doesn't mean I didn't respect it. So let me it. tell I want to address your character point, okay? Michael Corleone is complex because of his relationship to his family, to his women, to his ego, and to his what he desires in life, right? This is what we know about Bill. And cannolis. And, and cannolis. He's not in that scene. Um, uh, what we know, this is what we know about Bill. Bill uh, is a hard worker with a bad temper. He, um, he, has, he has like heart and he believes in himself rightly or wrongly. Um, he genuinely loves this woman and he, has a, and he takes care of his sister. Uh, and you learn all this about him. And, and I, think he gen- I, gen- I think he genuinely has peace with the farmer sometimes. I think the scenes like where they play baseball and they're joking around are really important. And those scenes add to the tension of say the hunting scene when they go shoot uh, at the pheasants or whatever, right? You learn a lot and you learn about, you learn enough about Bill to know that when he breaks, there's a reason like he's broken by life. Like the wheel has ground him down and he just doesn't know what to do with life anymore. He just can't handle like, Wait, he's surrounded. When's, when's you see old, old he does get successful though. And I think when he comes back now, this was funny to me, movie making or not. Okay. Logically, this made no sense to me. Why? If they're brother and sister, but they can't keep their hands off of each other. No, the little girl stuff, is his sister. The little yeah, girl yeah, is what, his what sister. Are you saying? The I'm lie. About the the lie. He's like, this is my sister. I'm not lie. fucking her. The one yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the not my sister fucking her. Okay. Yeah. That one. Yeah. So <laughs> I, it, both those scenes now, okay. There was a curtain when the Italians were there and they were doing their little show and mm-hmm. the farmer kind of sees them being tender. Then the next scene, when he goes away, you know, uh, whatever Richard gear goes and flies planes or makes barbecue. I don't, I don't, really I don't know what he, I didn't catch that line of dialogue. He says when he gets back and I really, I've seen this movie a lot. I never catch it. I think he, he says, just came back. And I read said about I you in the paper. Yeah. Oh, or maybe he got into real estate. He said, know. I read about you. And then he comes <laughs> back on a motorcycle. So he definitely got up to something for however yeah, a couple months that he was away. He seemed more satisfied with his life when he came back. But then mm-hmm. in, I mean, it's in Texas. There's no woods or shrubbery to hide behind. And they're like mm-hmm. kind of touching each other right by the house. And yeah. the farmer sees you're like, come on, man. That's I don't why know. The project- like, try to I think hide that's it. why the projection you're talking yeah, about with the Italians you- works. It's so big. It's like right in his face. It's and like it's saying like, they it's right in your realize face that that the farmer would see. That was I also interpreted. They get sloppy too because he's so he's so willing to overlook it in the beginning because mm-hmm. they are kind of happy as a unit and he's happy to have like life at the farm besides that old like like dude who like cares for his workers or whatever and uh, yeah. uh, and um, so I interpreted as like. You know, it's this growth where he is ignoring it, but they're getting sloppier with it because he's ignoring it. You know what I mean? And that kind of ever get sloppy. Yeah. And then the worst that he can wasn't that this the scene when they come out of the barn and then he sees them and then the wind picks up. Yeah. And it just like and then basically from then on the movie just gets like insane. I just like love that because it's basically like the winds pick up the the 
people come back to harvest the mm-hmm. fucking locusts come that scene, that is, scene was insane we it's haven't so talked about insane. it it's one of the best scenes in the history if the farmers were like 40 billion dollars so why does he care about that particular harvest if he doesn't he burns insane. it well, they've already said in the movie, right? They said in the no, he's like freaking out half the time, and I thought he burned it to only be able to get rid of the locust. That was like his I, last. I don't think right. he was on right. Before we I get into this segment of the movie, away. go ahead, Sola. Yeah, I need to. I need to jump in with my haiku because it's oh, perfect yeah, for this section of the movie. Oh yeah, go ahead, bang, <clears throat> bang, and here we go. Boom! This movie was like wheat fields after the locusts. Nothing but hot trash. Wow, that is scalding. I love Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> Rich, uh, Richard Roper is like writing that down. He's listening to this somewhere. Boom. So I'm putting that one down Boom. for later. You should not, uh, not Richard Roper. Who was the guy who always hated every movie? Cisco? Leonard Balton. Was he the one who would always try and be funny? With like his put down. Rex, uh, what's his name? Yeah, whichever. You get guy. it? You get it? Hot trash because he burned who's, it. Who's the yeah. guy with the mustache? <laughs> yeah, the mustache in the phone. Oh. This movie the- gave a lot of gas. <laughs> yeah, they never was- quite delivered. They should have left this movie out for the locusts. <laughs> I felt right, like yeah, it was yeah. the end of an orgy at Studio 54. Yeah. Just unsatisfying. <laughs> I wish the director just shit in my popcorn because it would have been quicker. <laughs> we could have called the movie uh, The Boston Steamer. <laughs> Dave, do you have alternative titles? I do, and I liked it how is, you put it because I kept going like bump and you put that the second in there. Boston Steamer point. comes out. Oh, yeah. like, All right, Dave, go ahead. Come on, Boston's alternative titles. Bump and I think uh, it's Boston a Cleveland Steamer. steamer. Oh no, no! You obviously don't know what the Boston. You don't know the Boston Steamer. <laughs> You're the one who told me what the Boston Steamer was. <laughs> you drew diagrams one night. You were. Really like, was I think sick. it's a You're Cleveland sick. Steamer. You're a sick man. <laughs> So, All right, here we go. I don't know. I thought that movie where they sewed people's mouths to somebody else's asshole Centipede. was gross, but you were worse. Yeah. Uh, right, by well, the way, uh, Great was, South Park episode. Pre, uh, <laughs> pre-Human Centipede, which is a terrible movie. Human Centipede is it. not a good movie. <laughs> All right, Dave, alternative titles. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, hot stuff coming through. Uh, that was for the factory. <laughs> Never talked to a guy named Ding Dong. Uh, somewhere in oh there. yeah what? that long there was, there was somebody, <laughs> she talked about a guy named ding dong yeah he might only had one shoe but he didn't complain or something like that yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh gigolo goes to the farm gigolo <laughs> far as wheat gigolo does it in the woods <laughs> gigolo is american <laughs> um gigolo flies a plane <laughs> <laughs> uh, they took him away in the plane. <laughs> he wasn't like, flying. Can I get a ride yeah. with you guys? Yeah, and they're like, yeah. sure, hop in. Get the, the belly plane. dancer on his uh, lap. Though. That's a long flight with like a random stranger, like scantily clad, sitting on you your lap. You don't know where they went. They could have gone to the next farm over. You don't know this. Everything's a long flight in a biplane, though. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going that fast. Long, scary <laughs> flight. Never address yeah. what happens if you have to shit when you're in a biplane. You shit you in your pants, Dave. Your pants. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty you obvious. Don't. And you get I, out and I you go, like... somebody shit in my pants. <laughs> that's pretty I've frowned upon. I've been my own shit since St. Louis. <laughs> that's why That's why aviator overalls yeah. are brown. <laughs> it's like, read the rules. Put your goggles on. Put your hat on. No shitting. <laughs> you want to see something funny? Look up, like, go to YouTube and look up, like, uh, clips, of, like, highlights of NFL players running to take shits. 
<laughs> and you just like you're like in the middle of the game you're like oh man i can't stop it i gotta go just run off the field go ahead, Dave. back to it so uh so you want to be a wheat farmer um <laughs> these are really these are really funny with a classic movie <laughs> um little house on richard's gear uh, <laughs> does that mean like he had warts on his uh, no, no, no. Uh, a man a woman and a telescope um i can't hear you over all this hey <laughs> <laughs> i'll wash your feet if you wash my meat um, <laughs> was that one of the lines they took out <laughs> like, yeah. Um, oh God, I can't, that guy can dance. That guy can't dance. <laughs> How are you telling me that you didn't come up in your own head with creative yeah, things? You were then, inspired. Oh man. Oh, it's you're like, you you can, like this It's amuse. I, I think you might like this next one. Uh, they call me a mud doctor. <laughs> uh, I could have been a dancer. Um, J-Bone, stop looking at my ass like I'm a whore. Are you a whore? I'm a whore. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You got something personal going on there. <laughs> what are these titles? All right, we get it. He's poor. Um, <laughs> can't we all share uh, the woman, I guess? <laughs> little, house on, little House on the Hairy Vagina. Um, oh, God. <laughs> That's Ooh, catch you guys kissing. Uh, he knows dot, 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 that. Oh, I don't even know why I read this one. It was like that J-Bone is a pussy. I don't know why. It was really... <laughs> it's like, that's like a middle school list. It's just ribbing J-Bone for the movie pick. That's why. Uh, if fire don't burn them out, snatch will. So... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that I didn't think they were that good, but apparently they were pretty funny this really time. Good. Yeah. So you it's never know too. how people will interpret your art, Dave. It's true. It's genius. It's, it's just it's all understated, understated but representative. I to, interpret to my a fine Badusi, point. Uh, philosophy. Badusi? The Badusi. Pussy <laughs> dick and booty. <laughs> Smells like that was from How to Be a Player. Bernie Mac comes home and he's like, "Smells like Badusi in here." <laughs> oh, okay, dick right. booty. Where you at? <laughs> a great movie. I love that movie. Right, so wait, do we want to? We got like seven minutes. I don't, I don't know if we can do our do it in seven. So let's just restart let's now. Come back and we'll yeah, do yeah. our uh, final one. said to you how I pushed you into this got nobody to blame but myself 
Well, I gotta get going. Before it gets too late. I'll go first yeah. for the conclusions because obviously uh, it's it's clear that I I didn't like this movie, but I also respect this movie. So it's it like, doesn't I, suck now. Well, I mean, I'm going to get to that. I don't that. think we can ask that of good movies, you know. I, okay, you're right. I'm, I'm, right. I'm going to get to that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like the movie, but I respected the movie. It was like an adversary to me, you know. It's just like I, it's like I want to fight you, uh, but I'm afraid you're going to kick my ass. But I still want to fight you because I don't like you, and like yeah. Modern so art. I, I didn't. I, it, this movie just didn't land for me. That's all. Like I under. I, I get what he was trying to do. I understand his tricks because I'm a fan of one of his later movies, and I really like Thin Red Line. And I thought that just was everything he was trying to do here better executed. And had I have not seen Thin Red Line, I might have just straight up hated this movie. So, mm. I mean, Thin mm. Red Line maybe Preach. even saved it a little bit for me because he had honed his craft in his 20-year sabbatical between mm. the movies and then figured it out and came back and just did it better. But, Not if you ask Jim Cassavales, who was cut entirely out of the movie, and they decided whatever. to make the movie well, without you don't, him. If you're Jesus, <laughs> you just be Jesus, and you don't you just don't ask questions. He's that's, that's, for Cocoa that's Puffs anyway, so. He's oh, fine. Well. He's whatever. He's the Jesus character, and he got what he deserved, is, is the whole point. Anyway, so would you watch this movie again later no. in life? Fuck no, I will not. I've yeah. seen it. Okay. I'm done. Like I said, I can't see the sailboat. I'm done. I'm throwing it in the trash. I'm That's not. That's the best like, review. Honestly. I get it. I get it. Um, like but Mexican. I just don't like it. It 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 sucks now for me. It does, but it obviously sucks in a much different way than <laughs> every other movie that has sucked in this podcast. You know, like it's a completely different kind of suck. Like in a really good way, right? Yeah, it's it's like it's it's yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, it sucks. It, it's no, just I, sucks I like it. it I think the like sail, your sailboat, your sailboat magic eye illusion mall rats reference is honestly the best movie review I've ever heard. Okay, well then I'll leave it yeah. at that. That's how I feel, yeah. and I'm done. Cool. Mm. <laughs> Here's you know some money for a cab. Uh, I'll go, I'll go just real quick. Uh, cause I think I said a lot of what I liked about this movie, but, uh, what I didn't really get to talk about was the score. Mm, I obviously yes. really, really like this movie, but the Ennio Morricone score is just really great. It's um, incredible. and the interstitial music of like the, the guy mm-hmm. dancing and the, the guitar player, uh, I don't know. It just, this That's movie, jam. that fiddle jam by yeah. the bonfire dude is, oh rocking. yeah. People are getting down. Yeah. It and it's just party. this, the, the sound design in this movie is, I love how, uh, besides the fact that each frame is like insane, like whatever's happening in, at any time is usually pretty insane. Uh, the sound design in the movie was really cool because uh, I always talk about this in sound design where you can use less sounds so people sort of focus in like a spotlight. And he does that really well in the scenes where like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where they're in the factory or, or, or something really loud and you can't hear the people talking. They're just like barely talking over the noise. Um, I don't know. Just like the wind. There's just like a lot of just like cool. Close-ups those, those like jo- cut to yeah. animal noises when they cut to close-ups. Like you hear the crickets yeah. or the frog really loud for like 10 seconds. 
Yeah, yeah, the the sound of the uh, uh, locusts, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Which I read were actually they were dumping peanut shells from helicopters. So oh it looks wow! Like locusts. That makes sort of crazy. Huh? That makes more sense. And like just ahead, they had to like they said like he'd rent out helicopters. This is kind of like the crazy Terrence Malick story I heard. He'd rent out the helicopters to like drop the peanut shells, but then he changed his mind and like want to shoot something else that day. So he just had like wasted a day of helicopters standing by with peanut shells, <laughs> just like blowing money. <laughs> Which I sometimes think is awesome. When and then like, it took him two uh, years to edit. Can you imagine that? having paid for this movie and been through however, whatever it took Malick to get this? footage yeah and then he's like all right I'll, I'll see you when it's done and they're like you mean like in what two months what do you need three 90 days and he's like when it's done <laughs> and you call well, him I every like, six months terry how's the movie I feel coming like it's, it's, it's like the equivalent like when jodorowsky, through act one <laughs> when uh, alejandro jodorowsky went to make dune and finally uh-huh. some studio is like all right this looks cool. We'll make this version of Dune. And then he's like, great. It's going to be four hours long. And they're just like, can't you make it like 90 minutes? He's like, no, it's four hours long. It's four. And they're just like, well, no, we don't want this. Now. But Malik keeps it to a tidy 93 minutes. I was amazed. I was just like, if you do something in 90 minutes, I'll watch it. Anything. Yeah. This may have been one of the only movies on this podcast that I wished was longer. Wow. Okay. How about oh. that? That fits. Oh. Oh, fancy boy, <laughs> Dave. Your your uh, your take. Um. Well, I, I'm going to honestly say, like, I didn't. I did not think it was a bad movie at all. I thought it had some really, like you said, wonderful cinematography. I, I feel like for me, I was just looking since you know it's supposed to be this amazing movie. Maybe my problem was I was looking for that, and I was just not seeing it. I just didn't think that. The uh, was like the not genre, but like the the shots and all this sort of like playful nature didn't line up with enough story or character for me personally. Um, I and maybe maybe that made me like it and I wanted more, but I think I wanted more in like an angry way. Like, why won't you give me more? Like, you know, I just felt like it never I, I get it. I get what was going on. But at the end of it, I was kind of like, okay, she's going to, I went off and I had another story with another friend and we did lots of pills. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like the way, and I know what we were supposed to look at it, but I, for this one, I just didn't, I, I wouldn't go back and watch it. I, I enjoyed what I saw for what it's worth, but I wouldn't revisit it. It didn't capture me that way. So that's, that's my nice way of saying it. All right. I think all right. So I will I will <laughs> close this down since it was my choice. And I don't I don't I don't, I don't mean all right. Like I'm just missing you, Dave. I just think like you guys all have really good. Uh, um, I'm used to it. It's fine. I think you guys all found really good <laughs> ang- angles to talk about this movie, and it, it makes me happy that that happened because you know that makes the podcast more fun. So I feel good that I picked a movie that brought out like a really good conversation about it and about a little deeper like the nature of storytelling and what is meaning and all that kind of stuff i think that's cool so uh, it's no major league i'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> love major league uh renee russo would be too distracting if she was in this movie <laughs> 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 be able to yeah like everybody would be in love with her yeah, yeah. um 
So I like Snipes was Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, J Bone, before you get into this. Please do. Did, did, did you guys read about the most amazing fact about this movie is Terrence Malick specifically sought out and wanted to cast John Travolta in Richard Gere's role. I that would have been so funny. And John Travolta. And like, there's an amazing yeah. interview with John Travolta where they're like, he was asked about Terrence Malick's disappearance. He was like, it's easy. He was so heartbroken that he didn't get me in Days of Heaven that he went in hiding for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got him and he was in Thin Red Line though. Travolta was in Thin Red Line. He, he had was, a cameo. That's right. Yeah. I also like, have I'm to, done. That's it. Oh right. man, People I could mix not up imagine. Movie also with Heaven's Gate just because of the titles, by the way. Yeah. Which is not a good movie. No, the, I could not imagine John Travolta in the Richard Gere part. And be just like from Chicago. But if I told like, you Richard Gere would give off like a you Richard like Gere is not really like. Do you guys think of Richard Gere as like a masculine actor? I feel like this is like a masculine performance, but I don't think of him as like a like a physical actor like that. I think of him. In oh, like I suits. do definitely. Yeah, sure. Younger, okay. he's American like, Gigolo. Yeah, Never saw that movie, so maybe that's why. Uh, uh, like, what's that? Gentleman and an officer and a general? Officer, yeah. yeah, but he just yeah, like stands can, around in suits in most movies. I yeah, feel you like. could like <laughs> bounce a quarter off it, you know? All right, okay. He I did play that homeless what, guy what in that one movie. You bouncing a quarter off But it, I was going to say, still I bounce a quarter off his homeless ass. It was the same thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go so, to anyway, the art of this movie. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't want to like wax poetic because I think we did say a lot of things, but I just think like, I think it's funny solo you said like the magic the movie magic and i put like just like flip it and i think it's just like it's just magic you know it's like i think there's a magic to this movie that represents what storytelling can be done in a movie that doesn't require exposition and doesn't require you to have to follow an abc plot line like you could you can be paying attention or not to this movie and it and it works either way it can be it could be a screensaver background at a party where you don't even know what's happening, or you could just you could just listen. You could honestly listen to the audio of the movie and get a really nice experience because of the music and the sound design that Mike's talking about, um, and you get a different thing. I just think like I don't I know this many at movies. all my parties. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I I don't know. I just think like it's a movie that has so much space for life in it, and that's that's what I find most exciting about art honestly on like that level where it taps into something that is real life uh it doesn't mean it's realistic it just means it's like truthful in the way humans react to things and the way we remember things and tell things and the things we tell the things we care about it like i wrote all the things that this movie talks about uh are like like looking for comfort looking for trust looking for love looking for money looking for fulfillment looking for um family novelty because life is boring a lot of times you're looking for stories you're looking for something to care about you're looking for like uh you're having magical thinking about all these things you're thinking about food you're thinking about shelter like how many of these things take up like these are all themes of the show this is of the movie this is life like you said the godfather is a crime story but it's about family right and there's other things in the godfather there's so many other angles that are within it and i find this movie to be equally as rich. I just think it's amazing and I love it. I think if like poetry was a movie it, and and was awesome, it would be this movie. Cause I think poetry is kind of boring sometimes and a little abstract, but this movie tells me everything. It's right there. And it's, it's just like, it's an experience. I'm never bored for a second during this movie. I'm constantly stimulated by something that is happening in my ears or in my eyes or in my brain. And I love it. It's just so good. It's 
it's like a Top thick, five movies a I've ever stew. seen. It's like a thick stew to you. It just yes, like, with oh, layers. There's there's, there's, there's eight the different stew. varieties of onions in the broth. <laughs> the, the it's thick like stew in the buffet. There's that, so that much flavor. flavor. That I'm might, might be a little different. You'll never get the exact same even bite. Like, uh, yeah, the only other movie that puts me in this kind of like the only other filmmaker who puts me in this kind of the same state feeling that I get from Malik is Stanley Kubrick. Uh, in like 2001 especially uh, and eyes wide shut to another extent where it's just this dreamy surreal experience but it's really grounded in human emotions and, and true and really true reactions i just think it's so good it's it's a special movie i'm glad you guys watched it and i appreciate no I'm, I, I, mean, I will honestly say we all have our points and we all have our things but at the end of the day i mean i i'm glad that i watched it too especially you know for what it's worth whether you like movies that are supposed to be important to the culture or you don't, I always say it's just good to at least have seen them, whether you go back and watch them again, because the reference points of what people do is, is important. We didn't even talk about the, the girl, the, the narrator, her performance specifically, just some of like, even in voiceover, some of the lines that she says are so good. She says like, um, the thing about people is you tell them something and they start talking. That's a great line. Or when she <laughs> said like, after she after she meet when she lets her friend go, uh, whatever down the railroad tracks, and she's talking about her, and she's like, she says, maybe she'll meet a character, like that's right. what she doesn't wish her well, she doesn't wish her fame and fortune, she Say wishes her but this is, what what this she is does, she wishes her to be herself in the world. But this that's right. the Terrence Malick magic that he weaved no, on you. She it's said that though. <laughs> she said, I understand this. He listen, created the environment. When there's, when there's 25 lines of dialogue in a movie, you are thirsting for meaning from every line. So they can say something that's like, and I tied my shoe once. You're like, but do you oh. think every movie that uses this technique? <laughs> do you think a movie is, is? Do you think this technique brings with it inherent like feeling and and wisdom, or do you think it's because Terrence Malick actually like might? have those wisdoms he, right, or so recognize I, it when he when he can pull it out of people i was i was fascinated enough by his technique to really do a deep dive into not a deep dive but like a mildly shallow dive into his biography and that's where i got the whole like he's harvard educated he's highly intellectual like he has this whole he was a philosophy major he was a philosophy major that got into a dispute when he was at oxford with his uh like like advisor and he just walked away from higher education altogether because of it. Like he's that principled. Um, like, and I, and I, and it helped me understand the movie a little bit more when I did the whole biographical like look into Terrence Malick, but at the same time, it helped me understand his fucking tricks. <laughs> his trick is he has a net and he's catching like fireflies to use a metaphor he's running through the field and there's a million stories and he's catching one with it. Like, that's how I look at it. He uses these tools as art, not as tricks. I think somebody like uh, like Memento it's is like a movie that uses tricks or Birdman with Michael Keaton. That's a movie that uses tricks and manufactures a lot of um, emotional cues on purpose, right? I think Malik is finding space to let the emotional cues come out of the story themselves. I think yeah, there's no, a significant difference there. This is clearly a movie like, that was made by a philosophy major that understands his craft. Like I, I like philosophy. I, I like thinking about life. I think everybody should think about life. Yeah, that's my major. It, it doesn't find meaning in life. It doesn't mean that I don't like philosophy if I wasn't totally in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah totally. No. That's exactly what it means. Oh, well, sorry. or does I, it? Now I agree with philosophy. Mike. Boom, uh, philosophy. I don't burn. even know if I'm disagreeing with you anymore, man. I don't even know if I'm ever know this. 
So, all right. So we're going to, like Mike said, we're going to continue this series of we're each offering up a baby that we love to the, to the ta- consensus table. Uh, Days of Heaven, like, survived, but got a little mauled. It's okay. It was a 50-50. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Dave, your, your turn. You're telling the audience so they get to watch it if they want to. Yeah, God we're going to go you, for something completely different. It's a movie that all four of us definitely know, but I find most of our listeners, or maybe some do, but Summer I find School the majority. With Dangerfield. Oh, definitely. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that a movie? A, it is. No, Back yeah. to School. Back he to was school. Back to School. Back to School. Uh, we're going to do Time Bandits. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. 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 I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, John Connery. So I thought a lot about yes. different movies that I was like passionate about, and I was like, should I, you know, since I tend to enjoy action, should I do like Snatch? Should I try this and this? And I was like, you know what? If it's just a movie that I know I'm dead passionate about, like, yes, Time Bandits is one of those right. movies that's like amazing. You know, we're gonna nice. we're gonna orgy out with Time Bandits. Oh, <laughs> I'm excited. That's a great choice, Dave. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. It's oh. good to be here. All right, it's Solo. I want you to say goodbye to, to the anywhere. fans. I want you to say you want. I want you to take us out because I think you did some heavy lifting today. I'm proud uh, of you. Oh, please. Uh, well, must be folks. Tired. You know, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with our insufferable bullcrap. And uh, you know, <laughs> we always appreciate your opinions. If you want to send us any of them, I'm sure J Bone has given you options. On no, how to make I don't your, do that. No, no we that's Mike. We don't. You know what? Scratch that. We don't care about your opinions. You're going to listen to our <laughs> opinions, and we don't care about yours. And that's what makes this wonderful. He was tired of living like the rest of them, nosing around like a pig in a gutter. He wasn't in a mood no more. He figured there must be something wrong with them, the way they always got no luck, and they ought to get it strained out. He figured some people need more than they got, other people got more than they need. Just a matter of getting us all together. Well, go ahead! Network.